This is exactly right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and next to my actual depression medication, the mute feature on Twitter is my number one mental health tool. Mm-hmm. Hot tip. Not even a uh, joke, just advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and I hope everybody had a good April Duels Day, where if you prank me, I will slap you with the glove. Because... <laughs> <laughs> is it a Chris Rock joke? Hey, you, oh, you know, it? whatever. No, <laughs> I'm. A, it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. You'll never know. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and I love my addiction to oh god, what now? Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. <laughs> we got Barbara. For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's us. It's just us this week, so... It's just your ladies. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you for coming to um, our Zoom show that happened yes. last Sunday. We very much appreciate having seen your beautiful faces. First Sunday of every month. Um, come on I know. Those, it's so great. We got, just got to see you. And then we'll get to see you again the next first Sunday, which is a date. Yeah. Of, in a May. date in May. May 1st. Yeah. No, May. Whatever. It's Might in be, May. It's the yeah. first. You yeah, guys on, know. I have access to a calendar, but yeah. you know what? I'm going to keep it mysterious. Yeah, we want you to work for it. That That's your crossword for the day. Figure out what date that is. <laughs> that's yeah. our wordle is I'm too lazy to Google it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how about you put um, that on your calendar? <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a like a loosey-goosey. All of us had like sort of jokes. We were all tired and we're <laughs> like, I need to find a joke for the intro. I'm very exhausted. Yeah. Um, we just got back from... Tess's birthday weekend in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Brandy just had an album recording last night. Yeah. There's yep. been a helicopter circling my house for an hour. We're all just tired. <laughs> it's, the world is in utter chaos in every way. I know this will come out, you know, in, you know, we delay episodes a bit. The Will Smith thing happened last night. Everything last is night, in just kind of everything. Yes. So, yeah. Yep. I was driving back from Vegas and... Aaron was in the back seat just being like mm-hmm. describing to me what was happening at the Oscars. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? This is too much. Yeah, absolute chaos. A really good like bow to the weekend, I feel. Somehow was like a good omen. Yeah. The, I'm, a, I'm just going to say the moon was doing some shit and whatever. That's it. <laughs> that's I agree. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There were twists yeah. and turns every which way. And like we never could have seen it ending with that. And it was lovely. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was appropriate, yeah. I feel. And may, and may I just say, Will Smith, Chris Rock, you did not steal Tess Barker's thunder. You did not. She's still the high. She's the highlight of the weekend, sirs. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank what you. a while! Oh my god, it was so much fun. We we talked a little bit about some of the surprises you had in store in one of our bonus episodes, but we should say we were keeping it in the DL. But yeah, Tess mm-hmm. hired a Liza Minnelli impersonator, and <laughs> it was she I did mean, not everything disappoint. Everything about it was epic. No. Everything about it was epic. She had this amazing suite. She'd rent, and like and when you walk in, it's like. Full floor to ceiling windows looking out into Vegas. Also mm-hmm. looking out onto a zip line that people were flying across. That was a surprise like- I did not see coming. Like, what a cool bonus. Like, there was this insane, we stayed at the Rio and there was this zip line that went from the other tower at the Rio to the tower we were in. And every single zip liner went right by the, the windows of our suite. And when we say zip line, we should clarify, like, we don't mean an average quasi safe looking zip line this was essentially a lawn chair two lawn chairs (laughs) with a Mm -hmm. seatbelt strapped to a wire like and a neon and all you could see was i didn't even know it was there at first because all you could see was a neon light and then people were like look there's people up there and i was like what do you mean i don't understand what you mean and then it was just like oh there's a ufo with two people strapped into lawn chairs flying from one thing to another a very vegas thing to just be happening that wasn't the biggest event that was just happening in the background exactly exactly there was a moment when liza was performing which was just like peak happiness you know, oh I was so happy, and I looked out, and, I, and then I just saw zip line these light zip liners zip lining through the sky behind her, and I was like, "This is better <laughs> than Moulin Rouge." <laughs> oh, for sure. That and is like, the review I, I would give it as well. And like, I know they couldn't see into your place because it's mirrored glass, but there is a part of me that wishes that they could have been zip lining and been like, "Is that Liza Minnelli?" <laughs> It was truly, I mean, okay, we have to talk about her, like, wow. She just, there, I don't, most people there didn't know it was going to happen, right? No, most people did not. Yeah. 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 Mm -mm. So it's funny because there, so there was a piano player first who was great. He was like, you know, they're playing a bunch of songs. And then I was like in a group of people at one point, somebody was like, who's that old man? And then because Liza's like, (laughs) Liza's like assistant showed up and was just in the back getting... Her husband. husband, okay. No, that yeah, was just for her. Also assistant. Yeah, yeah also helping. Yeah. I wasn't sure, but yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was just, I didn't husband. say anything. It was just like, I don't know. There's just a guy there all of a sudden. Yeah, in like a Knights, in like a, a, a Las Vegas Knights long sleeve t-shirt. It just looked like yeah. a weird, like his lives as Rhodey, who's who showed up. Exactly. And was just hanging in the corner, messing with a laptop. Just like, wait, what's happening over here? And for here? a while, he was sitting behind the pianist. So the pianist was just yes. sitting there playing, and then there was just this old man <laughs> in a Vegas Knights long sleeve just quietly sitting behind him. Nobody mentioned anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, Liza was upstairs in the master suite doing makeup, and I just started laughing so mm. hard because I was like, I have a Liza Minnelli impersonator <laughs> in the bedroom upstairs, and most people don't know. I didn't I didn't really know. I figured that he was there for her and then like someone I saw someone say to you like, Oh, can I go upstairs? And you were like, Not yet. And I was like, Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god but I still kind of forgot that it was like about to happen and yeah. then of well, course yeah. perfect entrance because there was a fucking winding staircase upstairs yes. yeah <laughs> yeah oh, fucking beautiful I, I was wondering if she had showed up did she now I didn't meet her I didn't see when she first came in did she show up in 
as Liza, or did she show up like just blonde That's hair? Smart. Did she? So she kind of like yes. sneaks in. Yeah. And so okay. It's her. I like My that. sister Merlina, like that. by the way, was so amazing and helpful with the whole party. Like she, mm-hmm. she so she kind of handled. She kind of like was Liza's point person. So like Merlina got her okay. ushered in discreetly. She came in in street clothes, and Merlina like very quickly ushered Perfect. her upstairs. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I didn't know oh if she God. came like with the Liza attitude yet. Like if she was similar no. to our Oprah impersonator or okay, different, <laughs> no, different amazing. vibe of impersonator. Like okay, okay. that was perfect because yeah, I didn't see her cut yes. at all. All of a sudden she was just like at the top of the stairs with the microphone, Liza. and I was like, holy fuck! Yeah. And so she opened with Wilkman <laughs> from Cabaret, which was fucking mm-hmm. incredible. And she just like walks down the staircases singing it. We're all losing our fucking minds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she gets to the bottom of the stairs and then her mic just stops working. The mic cutting out was like, honestly, beautiful. I I, I really hope it was part of the act because I could not stop laughing about it. It was amazing. <laughs> she had us all on the edge of our seat. It was so stressful. Yeah. I mean, it was like this huge climactic moment and then the mic cuts out. Yeah. <laughs> Total pro. Total yeah. pro, I will say. Yeah. And also, this is a room full of performers who are just like, oh, girl, we know. We know. Yeah. We know how like, that feels. We yeah. all know we how that feels. We're enjoying the hell out of ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We love it. Yeah. So she got the mic situation figured out. And then, oh, my God. It was. She was amazing. Yeah. I She was incredible. <laughs> she had all the moves mm-hmm. down. She was <laughs> flailing an arm here and there. Just really going mm-hmm. for it. She had this, like, what was she wearing? She had a. Oh, sparkly uh, she, black and red. Yeah, she had a sparkly red scarf over like a long mm-hmm. hanging black like outfit. It was perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. she looked so much like her. She sounded just like her, but with a slight accent. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yes, there was a slight <laughs> accent, which you 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 want your impersonator to have one small difference that, that separates them, I think. And I think right. the accent was but the, per, the she perfect. But she saying thing. like her, she sounded ex- like so yeah. much like her. Mm-hmm. Yes crazy that's that's always so interesting to me when people sing and because they 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 lose their accent when they sing but they have it when they talk because you memorize the song the way the song sounds it's it's very cool to me yeah you always think about like you listen Mm -hmm. to a lot of yeah bands and they don't have an accent they don't have an accent when they're singing (laughs) well do you guys know that they when people uh get over stutters something they tell them to do is they tell them to think that they are singing when they are talking to you because for some oh. reason you like the the stutter goes away when you were like singing, so oh, they like try to like make melodic. you talk. Yeah, so they make you try to like talk through like the singing part of your brain. Whoa. That's like a bit. Yeah, that sounds so. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to try to do that. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. how do you take that direction? Like, <laughs> wow, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. I think. But yeah, she just. Oh my god, she's saying. She's saying maybe this time from Cabaret as well. Mm-hmm. What else she said? There was, um, um, there was some point. people from Gypsy. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And Lampy but, knew every line and was like in the corner, like singing. <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then I also future. Uh, sh- <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Lampy closed maybe this time with Liza. Like they, Liza came in and saw Babs and Lampy, and she just immediately knew like these are my girls, you know. And so <laughs> yes. she was like playing to Babs and Lampy, and then her and Lampy mm-hmm. closed the song together, like sharing oh my the mic. God. It was so good. It was really, really like beautiful. oh, I for I forget that not everyone's a theater nerd, and it was like oh yeah, we all know who in this room is a theater. <laughs> yeah, like five of us were losing our minds. I was standing with my theater nerd friends who were also yeah losing yeah. Their yeah. Minds. Yeah, uh, but another of my favorite things about it was the reaction. There were, we should say, many um, husbands and, and boyfriends and straight men there. Yes. Oh, 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they all thought they that it, They honestly disappeared for me during that entire time. So well, what no, they no. They all literally thought that it was the actual Liza Minnelli. Yes. Like several they of them literally were like, thought it that? was Liza. <laughs> they, they thought you'd hired the real Liza Minnelli. I texted a video to my boyfriend, Rick, and he was like, is that Liza Minnelli? I was like, no, it's an impersonator. <laughs> Do you have any idea how expensive the actual Liza Minnelli would be? She's not exactly. playing and private birthday parties like this. Saw my stories, also thought it was her. Yeah, me and too. Then somebody was, yeah. because then she showed up at the fucking Oscars the next day. I know Liza, with Lady Gaga, and like people were like, so "Wait, how is she doing that? She was in a wheelchair at the Oscars." And I'm like, "It's an impersonator." <laughs> That's how fucking great she was. I mean, she that exactly. Yeah. And she was and, awesome. And she like uh, a lot of the guys just, just were like that was incredible. They were like that yeah. was absolutely incredible. I mean, I feel like everyone just was like had no idea what to. I love that they. Can you imagine being a straight guy and you a don't know that's happening? B think it's really <laughs> Liza Minnelli. C yeah. are being exposed to Liza Minnelli for the first time. <laughs> yeah, well, because. Most straight men's idea of an event at a birthday is a game of some kind being on TV. So to have like an to hire live entertainment would never cross their mind. Right. And to have it be right. something like that was like, whoa, you can do this? <laughs> I didn't understand. <laughs> it's very and, funny. And she was just such a performer. Every yeah, move. Every, she was great. And she was eating it up. She really fed off the energy of everybody mm-hmm. too, which she was so cool. She really yeah. did. She really, yeah. yeah. When she did I Love a Piano, she had brought in her own director chair for the choreo on that. I mean, I think I was yeah. screaming the whole time. Like, she had us in the palm yeah. of her hand. <laughs> it was yeah, very she funny. Brought, she was. She said, I love a piano. And there was a piano there that she laid on. And, like, at the very yeah. end of the song, she went, ah, and she, like, hugged it. It was, so <laughs> it was great. Incredible. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed watching her try to personalize a transition into a song to you specifically. Like, Tess, you and I have connected. I think, more, I, don't, I don't know what the second song she played was, but she, there was like something that she was like, and then she started the song and I was like, oh, okay. Now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It was I understand amazing. all you said. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, and there was all these one-liners yeah. that only the theater people understood any of the references. Like all the theater people yes. were like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. gypsy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I will say I very respectfully moved to the back of the room because I was. she kept making eye contact with me. I was like, I don't know the songs, ma'am. I don't. And you're doing a great job, but I will just remove myself so you can sing to the people that know what you're saying. <laughs> I'll just be back here eating a mountain of peeps. <laughs> it was great. Oh, the snack was setup awesome. was great. Just crushed yeah. it. Tess looked fucking incredible. It was gorgeous. Everyone brought it. It was mm-hmm. just epic. So it fucking couldn't amazing. Have, couldn't have been more fun. The, the best Liza moment, I will say, though, was uh, so Babs and I and several other people, uh, we got oh my God. Tess an amazing presence. Yes. Oh, yeah. So oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so she was done with her. She was done with her performance. And yeah. I was already fucked up at this point. And I was like, mm-hmm. OK, you need. Can you read this card? And so what a bunch of the girl of girlfriends got Tess. Yeah. We were trying to think of something fun and different for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And so we sponsored a, a, a cow at this rescue animal thing mm-hmm. for a year. And so we had a certificate that was like John Lewis Thunderheart. The cow is one year sponsorship. <laughs> and she, we asked her to read it. And. Uh, yeah, I have a great video of it, of her reading it, but she missed several words, did not really understand what she was reading. And Tess, 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 like a champ, was like, 
whatever's happening is good. I know that that is the case. I know it is a present to me. I know it's good. I don't know what has been said to me whatsoever. She also fucked up. She said we are having a cow. <laughs> yes, yes so I fucked up. And Liza, Eliza Millie impersonator is like reading something. It's like we are having a cow. John Lewis Braveheart. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> what is? What is this what to is me? Like what? What? Like and, but in like in so many ways, it was. Again, the most Liza Perfect. moment of all time. It was oh, it so was Liza. Extremely, extremely <laughs> it was Liza. The, real, the same way the real Liza would have done it. So it was like, yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just her drunk on QVS trying to sell you a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a cow for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. And then, oh. yeah, I was out of, I'm on Molly and I'm just like, you're amazing. I was just like falling over her, just like loving her so much. And she was just like, thank you. And I was like, do you want a drink? I'll take a cold beer. Like, yeah. She's, just, she's drinking a Coors Liza. Light. <laughs> it was just perfection. It was just, I couldn't yeah. have been happier. And then we ended up going to this like amazing tiki bar. Oh my God. was like. Really awesome. Golden if you're ever in Las Vegas, 24 yes. hours. Yes. Because we were like, okay, we, it was like time. We we're like, all right, we need to like do something. Let's go out and explore. Mm-hmm. And we were like trying to find somewhere there was like a rooftop lounge and they were like, that's closed. And we're like, okay, fair. It's like past 2 a.m. And yep. then, yeah, Scott and Lisa were like, oh, Tiki Bar. We all got, they like fucking crushed it. Got two vans for us to take there. And it's in this yeah. strip mall and you just walk in and it's like you're fucking underwater all of a sudden. It was yeah. insane. It was like a horny Pirates from the Caribbean ride is what it very much felt like it was yeah. very cool there was lots of like shrunken heads and like just weird dicks everywhere and like a surf rock band playing it was perfect yeah yeah what more could you True want delight. besides pirates dicks and surf rock at 3 a.m like <laughs> yeah yeah i mean 100 percent. it was gorgeous i i loved i loved that place i would hang yeah out we were sitting in the back booth and the song started and i was like Someone's playing the kids in the hall theme song, which is a surf yeah. rock song. But yeah, yeah. we're just like, wait, what's happening? Just yeah, all this like black light everywhere and just mm-hmm. oh my God. They really thought of like every detail for that bar. That was the coolest tiki bar I've ever seen. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It was very, very cool. Um, and then I, I will say it was very funny because we like worked when we made our way back to the casino. Uh, we were like walking around on the floor for a while and like the Rio is like in its twilight i would say so there was like a corner <laughs> of the poker ma- there's a corner of the poker machines that was like this dark part of the casino that like nobody was in and there were just a but like a, a wall of like 12 tvs just silently playing family matters so there was just like 12 <laughs> urkels just on this tv in the corner oh, i was like what is happening right now <laughs> so good uh, it was it was wow. really really great and then uh i I caught a plane back to LA at six thirty in the morning. Stayed up all night. I did win five hundred dollars at the airport. Oh yes! so, yeah, yeah. Yes! So you know, did that. I feel like the was, Vegas airport has always treated me well because if I've ever laid yeah. over there, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna gamble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Sean won one hundred and fifty yeah. bucks. We were just like getting a beer before our plane, and he won on one hundred fifty bucks on the Will Fortune yeah. machine. Oh my yeah, god! I was Amazing. Playing that like that little devil game, and it was like it was. That machine was like popping off, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm like bummed. I have a flight right now." <laughs> <laughs> it's good. 
good. But, it's good that you yeah. left when you did. No, no, I know, I know, I know. But it was just, yeah, my flights got covered, so I definitely had a free weekend. It was great. That's incredible. I love yeah, that. I was very God, happy I love about Las that. Vegas. I just love Las it Vegas. It was just so fun. <laughs> We've had so much good success there, and every time I'm like, all right, like, is it? And it's like, yep, it always is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. It's just this. Yeah, I was staying at the other end of the strip on Fremont Street, and I definitely hit my Vegas limit because it was my third day mm-hmm. there because I was there with my boyfriend's family. So we came. Yeah. I came. I insisted on coming. I was like, I want to go see him, even though everyone was like, No, don't. And I was like, No, I'm taking mm-hmm. his taxi. So I finally <laughs> took a taxi back at like four a.m. or something, yeah. and um, I walked in. He was terrified because he didn't know I was coming back. And somehow they had <laughs> fucked up the sound outside on Fremont Street. So it was playing at full volume all night. So it was like oh, a weird no. hell of like trying to sleep and then waking up and just like Backstreet Boys is playing at full volume. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? So it was definitely like a perfect like expel. And like, you're ready mm-hmm. to leave now. <laughs> like, you're yeah. ready like, to don't go. Don't get too yes. comfy. Don't settle yeah, in too yeah. much. I was like, yeah. And then by the third day, you're like, all right. Mm-hmm. And... It's yeah, so true. Nice. Lights out. Max. The third Max night in Vegas, Vegas is always the third night in Vegas. Like it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very different yeah. from the second night. Yeah, yeah. Re- yeah. It was. I mean, it was a perfect night, but it was just like I think they're rolling into the morning is the time. Exactly. Like, oh, that's right. My birthday was the third night. Okay, that was. Yeah, perfect. yeah. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a funny like goodbye where we're like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> it's time. Yeah. Oh, Man. so much fun. I remember years ago playing doing a punk rock bowling in Vegas and I was there for four nights and on the third day and it's an outdoor festival is performing at it and on the third day I just like ditched the festival for several hours and just found like a weird sound bath place like deep 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 in Vegas and I was like I just need to sit in a dark air-conditioned room with a lady with with just like you know just all of the scarves just playing bowls that's what i need <laughs> i need to like that's decompress what you need for a reset the most. in vegas yeah yeah honestly <laughs> that's why they have so many spas they're like i yeah. understand you need yeah, this yes. oh my god yeah. that's <clears throat> when you realize that how good the spas in vegas are that's really a game changer like yeah <laughs> i fucking love a vegas spa oh yeah. man yeah 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 we did it's it. a blast I wonder. I wonder how many of the guys were like, "Wait, is like this a stripper?" Because <laughs> I feel like that's like the, the with Eliza came down. Right, I feel like that's like, like a the live only. Performer, that's your first expectation. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I like yeah, so yeah. much about not telling them is I was like, "It's gonna be yeah. a surprise. It's gonna and be mm-hmm. entertainment, and it's not a stripper." <laughs> and like they just couldn't think of anything besides stripper. I was like, "It's not a stripper." <laughs> at what point is she? A, but at what point is she a stripper? <laughs> like, no, no. She stripped our souls. Okay, that's exactly. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we're she gonna take a break. We're, we're gonna come she back. Did. She did. We're gonna yes. come back and do um, some lady problems, like a voicemail, you know, episode. So mm-hmm. look forward to that, and we'll see you in a second. Bye bye. everybody we're back on lady to lady i'm babs i'm brandy i'm tess and we're here with your voicemails yay um you know the deal you can leave these for us call 323 but 30 and you will speak into a thing and then maybe we'll mm-hmm. talk about it. hey <laughs> oh i yeah. should say also there's been a helicopter circling my house for 
almost two hours now. Oh and if you hear in the background, that's what's happening. So, well, sorry. it's circling. It's circling your neighborhood. Not not they're not they're not here for you being. Well, in your they're house. literally circling <laughs> circling the house next to me. Like oh, that's okay, got it, got it, got it. Terrifying. Yeah, they because nice. I there were cops standing out in front of that house, just that house, and then like a neighbor was like, "What's going on?" They were like, "Oh, he's in the back there." So great. <laughs> the house that you share a wall with? Um, no, no, no. Okay. It's like it's okay. separate. But okay. yeah, I'm not. I was like, well, I'm just gonna stay inside. Cool, awesome. We'll man. just be podcasting in here. So, I'll just be podcasting. Know. So sorry for the uh, uh, the well, LA backdrop, <laughs> if you will. Look, look, there's a lot of true crime listeners that are listening to this show. So yeah. we're just giving you a new element. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, oh, I wanted to do because we have had some voicemails that were cover songs of Lady Problems. So I feel like let's do that and get us kicked off, please. Yeah. Yeah, correctly. Get us, get us in the mindset. Lady, lady, lady problem. Lady, lady, lady problem. Lady problem, the other. Lady problem, the other. People have them. People have them. Lady problem. <laughs> I love Thanks. it. Very beautiful. I'm it's feeling really it. Great. I'm feeling it. Yeah. It's very uh what's that George Clooney uh Coen Brothers movie? Oh uh, Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah, it's very Oh Brother Where Art Thou of mm-hmm. them. I like it. <laughs> and like a hint of do you guys remember that song from like two thousand one that was the chorus? I was like, Go on, go oh on. Oh my god, yeah. Come yeah. on, leave me breathless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here we go. Hi, ladies. Uh, this is Kayla. I've been listening to your podcast for um, about five years now. Um, it's actually funny because I was just looking for like a relatable podcast. I just typed lady into the search and yours was the first one to come up. Um, yeah. Uh, I just want to apologize, too, because there's a lot of background noise. I'm driving from New York to Vegas for the first time with my sister, and I've had a lot of time to think. Um, I understand the new callers that call in and, like, ask what the theme song is saying because even though I've been listening for this long, I still can't tell what it says at one point in the song right before it's the fucking best. So basically, I just, like, mumble everything until that time and then I can sing along but yeah if you guys could like read the lyrics out or you know some sort of clarification because I would love to be able to sing the right lyrics along with your theme song um yeah all right well I love you guys bye this is fair because I feel like we have had a lot of people ask but we've never actually clarified I mean maybe we have but yeah also, I'll put this out there. If somebody wants to make a lyric video for us, we will not do it ourselves. Ooh. But if somebody wanted to make a lyric video for us, we would lyric really appreciate it. Video. Pop-up. Yes. A pop-up, pop-up video. Yes. Oh my gosh. If you make a, I'm yeah. gonna put this out there. If you make a pop-up video of us, we'll send you a t-shirt. Yes. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Yeah. Okay, so the the song goes, We got wait. We got Yeah, we've got. There's a we got. We've got Oh yeah, no, we got. We, we got, got. Barbara Brandy, Barbara. and of course, there's Tess. Yeah, we Wait, got we got 
We got a show a for show. everybody. Show for everyone. Yeah. That's the oh, fucking that's best. That's the fucking best. So come on, baby. It's, it's time, time to hang out, to hang with, out your with your ladies. favorite ladies. Lady to lady. Lady to lady. Lady to lady. lady. Wow, that was a weird, like, spoken poetry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, if somebody could do could put that over the Freddie Prince Jr. hacky sack bit, I would like oh to man. see that video as well. I know I'm giving you guys a lot of work this week, but I think it would be fun. Yeah, it's good. Lay D. Okay, so that was an easy one to solve because all we had yes. to do was say the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. And even that, I would give us like not a B, but not an A plus. A-. Not an A plus at all. Yeah. No, I'd say like an eighty-two percent. Yeah, maybe a B then. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. we answered it. Okay. Then. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Hi, ladies. I love you all, but I am having a lady problem, and I need some help. Um, I am 34. I have been seeing a guy for about eight months now. We live an hour apart, um, so we see each other on average like once a week. We text every day. We FaceTime a couple times a week. Um, I have two children, 13 and 9 years old, and about Six, at, around six months in, I started looking for a new job, and I had lately mentioned to him, like, should I be looking for someplace, a, you know, a job between us, like half distance something, I don't know. And he quickly shut it down and was like, listen, when the time's read, it's like, when it's time, we'll have this conversation. But then shortly after that, we started saying, I love you, and now it's been eight months. I have this new job. I love it. I'm doing really well there. But also, like, I'm 34. Like, my clock is ticking. He's three years younger than I am. He wants to have kids. Like, I don't want to be 40 having a kid. I just want to know, like, what's, where are we going? What's going on? I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm kind of at a loss as to how to plan for my future at this point. Like, are we doing this or aren't we? But I also don't want to rush it because it's only been eight months. But, you know, I have older kids and I'm getting older and I don't want to start all over at 40. We also both own our own homes. We both have our own dogs. Like, there's a lot that goes into this that would take a lot of planning anyway. So, like, I don't know. Do I bring it up or do I not? Thanks, guys. Love you. Ooh, this is multifaceted. Very. Because yes. eight months, that's such a hard, that's like... Not, you know, that is the time when you're still being like, is this long term? Which I guess yeah. makes sense why you're asking it. But you kind of have this added aspect. There's of, so know, much the else that goes into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I will say I just want to like, I think that being in your early 30s makes you a little obsessive about 40. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like what that means and like how things mm-hmm. I need to accomplish by then or whatever it is, how mm-hmm. settled you need to be. And I understand that, you know, if you want to have kids by then, that makes sense. But I do think that like you should try to let go the notion a little bit that like you have things huge, have to be done crazy. by this time. Yeah, yeah because yeah. that's just not the reality of it. You're still going to mm-hmm. kind of feel in many ways the same way that you do now, you know, yeah. about your life and everything. So I think like try to take a little bit of pressure off the time aspect of it in mm-hmm. that sense because shit you can't predict life like it, nothing's yeah. gonna go by the time you think it is you know and that will take you away from like being in the present and enjoying your relationship where it is now too you know mm-hmm. I mean if you're so worried like, well when is this gonna happen when is this gonna happen when is this gonna happen you're gonna miss like the things that are happening now and those fun little surprises that make a relationship, you know, special and why you want those future things to happen. 
The only thing is, though, like, for me is the long distance of it all. Like, that's, to yeah. me, what makes it really tricky because, like, all of that, I think, is valid. But, like, I kind of feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I've never been able to, to, I've never been in a long-distance relationship, so I don't know, maybe other people have better insight on this. But, like, it seems like a huge challenge to do those things and stay present, like, with her kids and her job that she loves and her mm-hmm. house and all this stuff with someone that, like, you can't be seeing on weeknights, maybe, and can't be doing those kind of things with. Like, I kind of feel like... With a long-term relationship, it kind of, like, quickens the time where you have to figure out if it's legit or not. Because it's, like, how yeah, long? Yeah, you're investing a lot mm-hmm. of time in yeah. traveling. And, you know, it's, like, mm-hmm. your time together is precious, so that makes sense. It's not as casual as just, like, we can kind of see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can seriously casually date someone long-term. Because I don't think it's fair to the other person. I think it's either, like, we're in love and that's why I'm like withholding dating other people that live closer to me and that's why I'm spending my nights on the phone with you instead of going other places and this is like for whatever length of time we feel like we can handle it but we're eventually Mm -hmm. going to be together or it's like Mm -hmm. a really casual thing where they're like a friend that lives in another city I think it's tough I mean she's got like teenage kids Mm -hmm. I don't know like it just seems like I I don't know I do kind of feel like where where how far apart were they did they say in the question like how far Okay, an hour. Okay, actually. So that's not that, you know, and it depends, depending on where you live, I feel like that can be pretty common, depending on how small the places you live, you know? Yeah. Okay, an hour. Okay, I actually am going to revise some of my thoughts. I forgot (laughs) it was only an hour. (laughs) Yeah, it's only only an hour. But it's enough to be like, that is a length to go to see something that, you you know. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It's a very, you know, mindful amount of time to be like, all right, I'm going to spend this seeing seeing somebody. Um, Man. Yeah. Also, you know, you are a parent, you have kids that have their own lives in the place where you are too. So, you know, whenever that conversation comes up, like, you know, if people are moving around and stuff, don't worry, like, don't forget, like, I don't think that you will forget, but it's also like your kids are in school, like they have family, they have like their friends and shit, like they have their lives too. Like, hopefully he's cool about maybe moving more in your direction so their lives aren't quite as upset (laughs) definitely he should totally move in your direction that is a great point no moving halfway he should come to you right like unless maybe he has well he has a dog but not kids right yeah yeah so yeah i think he should just come to you no no doubt about it yeah yeah yeah, I mean, maybe what I would do is, yeah, like I said, eight months is just such a hard, you know. It's yeah. a hard I get it. Of time. I get it that it's like a lot to be like, what, where the fuck is this going? You know, yeah. you deserve to know that, but that is kind of early to maybe put that much on it. So yeah. I would maybe just try to, as much mm-hmm. as you can, just enjoy like, you know, a little bit more time together without trying to put some pressure on it. A few months at least, like give it a year. Get Evaluate to a year. Yeah. where you're at in a year. Mm-hmm. If he really doesn't want to speak about anything, then I think it's not cool. It's not fair to you as someone yeah. who wants to figure out where stuff's going, you know? I agree. Um, so don't let yeah. him gaslight you. I mean, because also it's like, yeah. it is eight months. And you're, I mean, I think what makes this probably a really difficult question is like, she's right on the cusp of when I think it mm-hmm. would start to be a of little that, bit yeah. more of a normal timeline yeah. to be asking those questions. So yeah, get, I agree. Get to the year point. But then don't let him be yeah. like, whoa, what, what? It's like, no, you've been hanging out with me for a year. Like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I also think uh, if he's moving to you, have him rent out his house before he sells it because there's a lot of realities with moving in with a partner that is very different than the way that you guys currently are. You know, mm-hmm. and that way, mm-hmm. like, it isn't like selling this entire thing and then like, oh, shit, like, not, I, I hope that it works out. I hope you guys live happy, happy, happily ever after. But, you know, the reality is are like, 
it that's a good that that also might make it feel like less of an intense thing for him right then you're not feeling stuck if it doesn't work yes that is so true yeah 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 exactly and you know i think it's also just like important to have a lot of conversations around like what does you know not everybody's end game is like living together and having another like having kids and like doing that you know doing all of those things like have you talked about like what is that something that you guys both definitely want? Like, you know, versus just like assuming, okay, well then we're gonna get together and have another kid and like that we live in the same place. Like just try to figure out like what what you both actually want in those realms and make sure that that does line up, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of that conversation too. Like I just, I know I never want to live with another partner, I don't think. I would love to have like a duplex or like home two places in the same place. I love, I do, I like my own place though. And that's a valid thing. <laughs> You're going to go you full know. free to Calo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. So just, you know, and that doesn't mean that like, you know, you don't love the people you're with or whatever any less, but it's just like other, you know, there's, there's lots of other things than, than just like the way that, you know, then there's more than one way to, to do. Yeah. All I mean, it does sound like he told her he wants yeah. a kid and that's why she's thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do but you want another really kid? Say if she <laughs> does, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Do you definitely want another kid? Because you know, just make sure you that you want that mm-hmm. <laughs> too. But yeah, these are good a, questions to have tiny, too. Uh, yeah, a tiny bit of time. Good mm-hmm. luck. But yeah, if he's being shitty about it past you know a year, then I'd be like, all right, this dude's not. I agree. Serious. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Hi, ladies. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and listen every week. So I just am calling with a little bit of a lady problem, not necessarily my lady problem, but my sister currently cut things off with a super toxic dude and, um, you know, was really open and honest about her mental health journey with him and how far she's come. And he's kind of thrown it back in her face. And as a very protective younger sister, I'm just worried it's going to set her back. So I'm just wondering what I should do, you know, other than being a support for her and just, like, telling her that everything he's saying is complete bullshit and he's a fucking asshole, you know, like, is there anything else I can do other than getting in my car, driving down there and kicking his ass? I mean, I'm I'm not one to throw a wide hook, but I got a pretty strong one and uh, his name is right on it. But anyways, I know violence isn't the answer, so just wondering if you guys had any advice on how to support someone who, you know come so far in their mental health journey and when someone tries to set them back and you don't want them to go back to that place. So just reaching out and hoping you guys have some advice for me. Um, Once again, thank you guys for all that you do and making, you know, my day start off right with your voices and advice. So love you ladies. Thank you. That's really hard. Yeah. I mean, certainly understand that instinct. I think the best thing you can do for her is like just be who you are in her life, which is like this great person that's like super supportive and a really good friend. And mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. I think the more you can like spend time with her and be supportive of her in that capacity, the more she's going to like, remember like she has the support system in her life and like she has reason mm-hmm. to be confident and people really see her in this awesome light. And she isn't who this piece of shit like projects her to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think helping to build her up and not necessarily dwell, you know, helping her move past it and not dwell on it, I think is important Mm -hmm. too, because obviously you're going to want to talk about it. I'm sure she's going to want to talk about it, but not Mm -hmm. making everything about him or about that guy Mm -hmm. because it's about her and about how amazing she is. And yeah, yeah, kind of helping to build her up 
any way you can just by being around, just being together and, you know, doing things together and not kind of kind of leaving him in the dust, I think will help. Yeah, like finding other stuff that helps build her confidence, like that isn't around him, like going to do, like do no activities or just like do something that like is like, oh, yeah, look how full your life is. Um, and that's what she knows. Now, do you know any witches uh, <laughs> as far as far as like things that she doesn't need to know about? Uh, <laughs> Do you have access to a voodoo doctor of some kind? Do you have his address? You could be sending, uh, signing him up anonymously for lots of catalogs on ED medicine. Ooh, like there we go. There is all sorts of things that she I like the uh, need to happen. Need to the know the go-to hex, which is signing someone up for spam mail. <laughs> for yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, these are these are things that like, and also she never needs to know about them. So you just know, bring you a little you smile. Have fun with it. We need like a, yeah. a Brandy's vengeance <laughs> corner. <laughs> my friend Dave my, my friend Dave Irish he made me a Brandy's Revenge theme song that we need to like finish uh, oh yeah could, yeah <laughs> can pop that yeah I think um, I mean I would say great time for a girls trip if that's in the cards yes yes yeah. You know, mm-hmm. go to Vegas, go away for a, a night or two just together, mm-hmm. get some of her friends, your friends together and just have a fun night with the ladies like fucking around, talking mm-hmm. shit, just doing whatever. Yeah. I think that that is such an important reset to like be around mm-hmm. strong women and just like enjoy yourself and say fuck guys or say, hey, I'm going to floor somebody, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. just to like get away for a totally. second really is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like you know he's being a shithead about her mental health like she's working through this and like you know if if it's helpful to point out how well she's you know how how healthily she is handling this versus how she might have in the past like she might feel like she's backsliding but this is also Mm -hmm. proof of how far she has come too you know because she can implement like healthy healthy like things that she's learned you know so it's the, the challenges in your mental health are when you really start to see how far you've actually come you know, and it might not feel like it in the moment, but then you're like, oh, well, that didn't like send me on a spiral that lasted for months and like I wasted a fuck ton of my year or whatever on. Like, it's like, yeah, that's it sucks, but it's like that those are the moments that you see, like, when you know how far you have come, right? And you know, she's probably it sounds like she might be in therapy or something. If, um, yeah, you know what, I would mm-hmm. encourage her to keep going or to maybe seek mm-hmm. it out if she's not already doing it, to maybe if she has the means to go a little bit more often while she's getting through this tough time. You know, I, I only mm-hmm. see mine every other week. And but when I'm going through shit, I'm like, yo, can we meet more? Like, I mm-hmm. need to be talking about this. And I would really, yeah. you know, try to help her out with that. If that's something that people can pull together a little bit financially to help with or something like that, that be, could be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um does she still have any of his stuff at the house? Uh, if so, get it out. Maybe yes. you guys all pee. Maybe you all pee on it. Is that a thing? That could <laughs> right. be fun. Is it I fun to a have pee, a ritual? A bury, a burn, whatever that yes. means to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, any of any of that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, but you got this. I mean, I'm so glad mm-hmm. she's got you in her corner. That's like yes. huge. You know, she's yeah. mm-hmm. she's got you. She's not going to feel alone. And um, mm-hmm. you know. And- one thing I will say is that she might not be in a place to hear everyone talking shit about him yet either. Like right. she does still love this person and that could be hurt. That that could hurt more than not. Mm. Like, cause you don't want to put her in a position that she feels like she needs to defend him, even though he's hurt her. Right. Like, right. That could be counterproductive. Be, yeah. Yeah. That can be very counterproductive. So like feel out, feel out that part, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, let her take the lead on that. And still, you got to... Pee on his stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> pee, pee on his stuff, but let her get the first squirt out. <laughs> Well, all right, we're going to take we're going to take another break while you all consider that. We'll be back in a second. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with you, our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just jump. Oh, yeah. I've got another another cover from the same caller. Ooh, so here we go. Lovely. Okay. Lady. Lady problem. Lady. Lady problem. Gorgeous. This is like the hymnal version. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, like what the priest is singing out while you get communion. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for that. Beautiful. Very holy. It, if, it sounds, it, it reminded me of uh, our baby Eric's uh, Christmas is Christmas oh, yes. song. Uh, a lot of high falsetto <laughs> notes. Do you guys remember yeah. that song from, um, it was like the 90s and it was like chanting with like sexy French. It was like, ça, de moi. Oh, yes. yes. I used to play that in my old people workout class because it was like a good song to do yoga to. But then there's this one part where she's like, <sighs> oh, and yeah. I would ha- and every time that part came, I would like have to like, be, like loudly, like make sure you're engaging your core stretch. And I would just like loudly yell things over the sexy parts. <laughs> You got like World War II veterans just like, shut the fuck up, Tess. I haven't heard this in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Beautiful covers. Please keep sending them. We love them. Yeah, please call us and leave them. Here we go. Hi, ladies. Um, Not a very long time listener. I honestly only started after you guys joined exactly right. But um, love you guys. Love the pod. Um, My lady problem, which just doesn't have a good solution, which is why I'm calling it in, is that my new boss is just a catty bitch. Um, I work as a pharmacy assistant, but I'm about probably just a couple of weeks away from getting my technician certificate. And I've worked at this company for about a year. And it's a whole new thing for me because I've only worked in fast food. And I'm a college dropout. I burnt out really hard in school. So I know I'm like, kind of too smart for having an entry-level job, um, but I just didn't really do anything with my life. But uh, my boss is probably a 50-something-year-old lady that about once a week 
makes a comment about my appearance or my makeup or my clothes, like whatever. And she doesn't really do that to anybody else in the office. Like I've asked all the other gals. And so I don't, there's no one really above her that I could complain to about this. And I don't really know how to react to what she said. So she said comments about when I wear bright makeup and like saying that it makes me look childish. So in retaliation, I've just worn bright makeup every single day. But I know that's just not a mature way to go about this. I just want to shove it in her face that I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm hot and I'm young. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to go about this. Anyway, thanks, guys. Oh, this is so hard. I hate this. I really hate this. Yeah. Um, Have you thought about buying a wig that looks exactly like her hair and just think white <laughs> femaleing her really hard? And Randy's just, vengeance like, corner. <laughs> like, is this fun? Is this fun for you when I look like you, Karen? Is that fun I for you? I have to say, I do appreciate the passive aggressive wearing the bright. That is day. great. That is great. So you're already <laughs> yes. in the right direction. Yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like what I really wish and I hate about situations like this is I feel like you always need to be putting everything in writing if you're going to stick up for yourself, which is so, I mean, mm, not yeah. need to, you should still stick up for yourself. But like, I always think in like work situations, always have everything text messages or emails because it could become like mm-hmm. illegal situations. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just always do that. So I don't know. Like there's a part of me that's just like, do you put that in an email? Like, Hey, I would appreciate it. It, it makes me feel uncomfortable when you comment on what I'm wearing at work. And I'd appreciate it if you stopped. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, what's she yeah. going to say to that? Really? Yeah, you fully have a right yeah. to say that. She, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like this mm-hmm. is a situation where, and I think my first instinct would just be, oh, just say it to her next time mm-hmm. she says something. But just knowing the way people can manipulate situations like that, it's always good to have something yeah. to cover your bases and and make sure it's very clear what happened. So I think next time she says something, just send her an email and ask her to stop. That's a good idea. Also, like if you have. You don't need to do anything with this yet, but, like, mm-hmm. are there other people who are witnesses to this, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, that, like, can back you up if if something goes down? Yeah. Like, if you see someone, like, there while she's doing it, mm-hmm. maybe be like, you know what, I'm going to actually talk to, if there's an HR or whatever about this, like, would you, you know, yeah. would you be willing to back me up that, like, she said this because it's kind of just, like, mm-hmm. not okay, you know. Yeah, and the fact that you're both women doesn't make her behavior like any more acceptable. Like this is no. not appropriate things no. to be saying to coworkers. She shouldn't be commenting no. on what you're wearing and what your makeup looks like. Like that. No, because the thing is, like, it, there's probably a dress code for your work. You're obviously not violating that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. unless you're doing something against the actual rule book, she yeah. has no right to be commenting on this. No. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, it, oh God, I hate these people so much, and like, it's so. <laughs> It's their shitty little small mindedness coming out of just like, yes, that's not what I think you're it's it's as Babs would say, your little butthole mouth is about to spew some shit. <laughs> and like that is exactly it's a little shitty bitty, busy body with nothing happening at home. She's clearly like a, you know, miserable. That's what person. sucks is, you know, it's coming from insecure bullshit, you know, yeah. but it's like it doesn't it sucks because you're just like, oh, this is like your own thing. I yeah. know you're projecting, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't change. No. Yeah. yeah. And it's just. It's just like also it's so insane to give a fuck about what how anybody else literally presents themselves whatsoever. It's like, you know, like we I mean people of color get this shit all the time for the way they wear their hair and like all this stuff too. And it's just like who 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 gives who gives are they are you good at your job? Who gives a fuck what you look like or what you're wearing? <laughs> like, who cares? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's truly just insane to me that, that in the world that we live in currently that anybody would give a fuck what everybody else is doing. Unless you were like literally dropping pieces of your skin into like her drink or something. Like, no hey, shit. who cares? <laughs> and it's like, you know just, what I mean? It's, it's like, it's, kind like of dis- it's really disrespectful. And like people, yeah, are, I mean, thousand percent. when I was in my 20s, yeah. teenagers and 20s, all I had mm-hmm. so many people talk shit about yeah. what I was wearing. Always. I can't tell you how many times. I mean, yeah. Was my thong hanging out of my low-rise jeans? Yeah. That's what pants looked like. You know what I mean? (laughs) Was my bra strap showing? Yeah. I was 23. You know what I mean? Like, that was how I dressed. And, like, even then, maybe I was possibly violating a dress code of some sorts. But fuck you. Don't – you don't need to say anything. And, like, it feels really disrespectful because there's not really any good way to say anything back. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and often dress codes are like classist or racist and all and this shit too. And sexist too. Yeah, yes, incredibly sexist. Incredibly. I mean, yeah, it's 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 so fucked up and stupid. I mean, <laughs> I remember being at speaking of punk rock bowling earlier. I remember being at uh, uh, we, were, we were staying at one of the old 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 uh, old town uh, casinos, and we were in like the the uh, the comedy show was happening in like one of the ballrooms, and they had posted all these signs that were just like no. No ripped up clothing, no long white t-shirts, no chains, and like all these things that clearly like punks were violating. But like there was no problem with them being the ones that had jeans that were all ripped up and kind of baggy and doing all of this stuff. And it was just very interesting to be like, hmm, it's interesting why you made that. I wonder what this just crowd is actually about. It's very, right. it's very cool of who you've chosen to actually like enforce this against and not. Thousand you know, percent. and so much so often this shit is just like used against people in so many shitty ways and it's just not it's not right and um i have a feeling that your boss at some point is gonna uh go viral <laughs> she sounds like a real she sounds like yeah, a real viral kind of lady for her to just out karen herself and catch yeah. that might happen yeah <laughs> She sounds like she's going to pull some of that shit at some point. So ha- keep a fa- keep your phone charged. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe you'll be the one to bust her. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm so sorry. This yeah. it just sucks. But yes, try- I think mm-hmm. Tessa has a great sol- like yeah. Put that mm-hmm. shit in writing. Yeah. And like if there is someone if she doesn't back mm-hmm. down, I hope that there mm-hmm. is someone you can bring this to and who will actually, you know, help you. Yeah. Child is just such an in like fuck this bitch. Yeah, this woman <laughs> like, sounds like a misogynist, not a fan. Yes, no, thank you. Yeah, it, it, I she would. She needs love, a prescription uh, please, for fucking off. Please, <laughs> also, please call back and describe her in the most excruciatingly excruciating roasty detail that you can, and we'll we'll just have that voicemail for us. I'd love to hear what you think about her. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do the next one. Hey, ladies. Um, been listening for a little while now. Ever since you guys got to the um, Exactly Right Network. Um, big fan. Really enjoy you guys. But I've just been having a lot of trouble um, with my relationship with my sister lately. Um, she's actually getting married this June, and I'm supposed to be, you know, like maid of honor status with my sister-in-law, who is a matron of honor. And um, she actually took the duties of planning the bachelor party away from us. Uh, because the one party that we had uh, wanted to schedule for her was not as inclusive, I guess, of her friend's schedule as she would like, but none of her friends came to us to be like, hey, like, that weekend doesn't work for us or whatever the, it was going to be. And um, we just, you know, 
my sister-in-law and I just felt like really slighted by it. And like, even when I like talked to my sister about how I was like, Hey, like I know you didn't mean to hurt my feelings with this, but it did. She kind of just like passed it off. And I know she's busy um, with a lot of things right now, but like our relationship has been really strange for like a while. She's five years younger than me. I'm going to be 35. She's going to be 30. And I know she's going through a lot of planning a wedding, finishing up a program at school. Uh, this year too. I just, I just don't know what to do, how to like really talk to her. Cause we used to be kind of close to the adults and, you know, got a little bit better at that point and now we're at this so i don't know um any advice would be great love you guys thank you hmm well i mean i think it is tough because i feel like it is a little bit on you for not asking people's availability before you scheduled something you know that is kind of like the general way of doing stuff to make sure that you can get as many people in as possible obviously every not everyone's gonna be able to go but Mm -hmm. I do think that's a little, you know, standard. So it's too bad that like that happened because it kind of seems like she didn't. She, it, I wish she would have been like, "Hey, actually, let's do it this date and then let you keep planning it." You know, sounds like yeah. she's kind of like, "Fuck this, I'll just do it myself." Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like, yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah, because maybe they did say that and land on, and some people, I don't know, who knows what the deal was there, but they yeah. shouldn't have gotten yeah. the whole bachelor party taken away from them. No, yeah. I, and it's tough because I bet you the pe- like the friends didn't feel comfortable saying, I actually can't make that. And then they felt, you know, conf- they didn't know what to do. And uh, it sounds like kind of a mess that should yeah. have had an easier answer than it did. You know, now it's, of course, snowballed into this shit, which so much stuff does with weddings. Yes, definitely. Um, um, but I think at this point, let that go. Maybe the friends will plan yeah. something, show up. I mean, like, it sucks and it's shitty and sad. But, like, you'll still hopefully be at her bachelorette party and, like... Mm-hmm. You'll end up contributing in some way. So, yeah, maybe ask the friends for like something specific that like you guys can do. Like at, get get a task that like is just for you two guys at the bachelorette party or something. Like you're in charge of part of it. Maybe? I mean, I guess, but honestly, I actually, I I'm kind of like actually fuck these friends. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> like, like why though? That's not fair. Just, just because she's her sister, because they weren't comfortable. She needs more because they weren't comfortable telling the people planning the party that they couldn't make a date. They went this weird, like circuitous route. Like I think that's kind of bitchy too. Like I don't know. Like that feels weird. That no, like it's not that hard to say you're not available. Like why not just email these people back directly? Like it kind of sounds like somebody went behind their. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I see both sides, but I don't think that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're what? Like I said, just shitty communication and yeah. it resulted yeah. in this. Yeah, so it is what it is, I guess. But yeah, and it's like, yeah, she probably is under a lot of stress right now. So I wouldn't try to like bring up that much stuff about the actual wedding because you don't mm-hmm. want to make it any more than it already is. And people just get mm-hmm. so tired and stressed out, especially if it's a big wedding. There's just going to be a lot of like details and stuff that need to be handled. Um, mm-hmm. But... So maybe just try to think of like other ways you can ask her if she needs help with stuff. Like, is there anything, you know, what else can I do to help? That mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Maybe that will. And and also not maybe not take it personally if she doesn't have anything for you like right now or, or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I would I would try to I know it hurts, but I would try to kind of just accept it and and understand that you know that is in the past and like Mm -hmm. you're gonna be here for her no matter what but like in whatever capacity and hopefully once the stress of the wedding is over and stuff you guys can you know be closer again but it sounds like it's kind of taking over her thought process right now and and maybe Mm -hmm. 
I think you just need to let it not be about you and just kind of let her do her thing, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I mean, you know, relationships with siblings really ebb and flow over time, and it's hard when you go through those mm-hmm. down moments of like, what the fuck's going on? We're not as close. But I think you will be close again. You just have to kind of like ride this wave out. Yeah, yeah. And I think if the wedding is coming up soon, it could be definitely risking complicating things if you try to like have some in-depth yeah, exactly. conversation about yeah. it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's for yeah. sure going to need some help. I mean, everyone who's getting married needs help with it, with shit. So she's definitely going to need help. I mean, like there's just so much yeah, yeah. like the weekend of the wedding, there's going to be stuff she needs her help with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's like what's great about having bridesmaids is being able to help in that way. So like, you know, it's not just planning the bachelorette party. Someone's going to have to yeah. like let the catering totally. guy there's in. So much or, more. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure yeah. she eats exactly. <laughs> <All that stuff. laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And she's still the maid of honor too, right? Is that yeah, she's in a, I think she's so. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like she didn't. You know, that didn't change or anything. Like, there's yeah, there's gonna be stuff that that is still gonna be just you too. But yeah, Man, weddings just put so much pressure on They're like intense, the status yeah. the status that people feel the relationship you know it's like because yeah. i guess there's so few times when you have like crystallized like this is how much you mean to me because here's your status in my life and yeah <laughs> it's tough sure. to deal with yeah, yeah and it's hard i mean it's hard to figure out like if there's people i regret that i didn't invite to my wedding you know what i mean like there's so many mm-hmm. things where it's just like all these yeah. crazy high pressure decisions and it is it's a lot it's very stressful because you're pro- she's probably also working while she's doing this wedding and, and mm-hmm. dealing with the other like regular stresses of life so yeah it's it's a very uh tiring kind of process if it's, it's if it's a big wedding mm-hmm. probably if it's a small wedding too yeah probably. so i think kind of yeah. just grant her a little bit of time and grace and and hopefully you'll be on the upswing later on yeah. Good exactly. luck. Mm-hmm. Um, should we do one more? Sure. Yeah, I think I think one more. Okay. Hey, ladies. Love the show. Thanks for keeping me company when I get ready in the mornings or when my sister is too busy to, I'm sorry, quote unquote busy, quote unquote working to answer her phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sarah, yeah. if you're listening, I've always been cooler than you. Anyway, here's my, <laughs> la- <laughs> here's my lady problem. I am a medical student and I'm starting my clinical rotation soon. Before this, it's been almost entirely classroom learning, but now we will be on site in hospitals and clinics with real patients and doctors. I'm nervous and excited for this next step. However, I'm worried about learning to take criticism. Despite my best efforts, I'm pretty sensitive. Like, cry when I get yelled at, cry when I'm angry, cry when I'm frustrated. I know that in a hospital setting, I'm bound to fuck up a few times as a newbie and get yelled at and admonished by a doctor, which is fair. I also know that some attendings are unnecessarily mean to trainees because they think it helps you learn, hoping they don't get stuck with the ones that don't. But I'm hoping I don't get stuck with one of those, but you never know. I really want to make a good impression um, as these people will be giving me my grades. I know you guys have faced a lot of criticism over the years as women in comedy and part of your job involves taking critiques and workshopping stuff in front of people. How do I get better about having a thick skin and taking corrections and rolling with them? Is there any way I could, quote, practice this before beginning my rotations in a few months? Thanks so much. Hannah and Hannah did attach pictures of her adorable cat. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for the kitty cats. Thank you. 
Um, well, there's, I, I'll say that you, I, you might enjoy this. There's a very old TV show uh, called Scrubs that is about. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> very old, ancient TV show <laughs> called Scrubs. It's about being an attendant, learning all of this stuff. That might be a fun, cathartic thing for you to watch uh, as you're prepping for this time. Um, yeah. I think some of some of the old references might hold up. We'll see. <laughs> My, maybe you need to like, yeah, just um, like watch House on a, a VR headset. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pretend that he's getting mad at you. Yeah, just really go through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And be like, ah, well, Put yourself he, through he kind of a training montage mm-hmm. in virtual yeah. reality with Hugh Laurie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this is tough. You know, because as comics, yeah, you're in a p- tough position because we. When you have the mic, you know, generally you have the power in the room. Like you're kind of able to take hold and and be the one with the quote authority at that moment. Mm -hmm. So even when people are shitty to us, like I'm able to like kind of confront it because I'm the one, you know, who's louder than everybody. Yeah, but I think comedy, I think that's what makes like what differentiates the people that stick with comedy and those that don't. Though There is a period where Mm -hmm. you you're definitely getting immediate. Yeah. Feedback. Oh yeah, you, oh, yeah. You, no matter how long you've first, been doing stand up, yeah. you're getting immediate feedback. And I think just people that have been doing it longer. I, I think the good news mm-hmm. is, at least from my experience in like comedy and writing, you absolutely mm-hmm. do get used to it. Like it, it does become mm-hmm. kind of like a callus. And you're, yeah. I think your idea for having some kind of like practice is smart because I do think it's an exposure thing. Like mm-hmm. a thousand percent. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I would say like maybe a thing that you can is is there a, a like uh very low stakes like like a craft or something that you could learn that has like is like just to be doing it at night while you're watching TV or whatever while you're watching scrubs that's like mm-hmm. difficult to learn so it is you dealing like like I don't know like I I at least have like a um when this this kind of thing is triggered in me, it's because I don't hear, oh, I messed up. I hear, I am bad. Like, it's very yeah. hard to get past that perfectionist streak within yourself. And I think it's, like, only by pushing through um, those, like, tiny failures that, that like, learning something new kind of gives you. Um, so if there's something that's, like, a very low stakes thing that you can, like, get frustrated at that might be helpful to be like, oh, my God, I'm really bad at needlepoint. I'm going to figure it out, though. And like, mm-hmm. see that it's not you. That doesn't just because you like fuck something up doesn't make you a bad person. It's like, or or not even bad or untalented or stupid or whatever the hell we all tell ourselves in these kind of situations. You're a beginner. But like, yeah, you're a beginner. You're a beginner, and and the the reason that like your profession is impressive is because of it's how hard it is to get to that place uh, at the end because it's it's you know the shit's difficult <laughs> to work through. I think too. I mean, definitely at this point in my writing career, like. I don't take notes personally. Like it's the opposite. Like I, and maybe this Mm -hmm. is a good way for you to think of it and frame it is like, I'm very grateful for someone to put thought into what I'm doing because that takes time Mm -hmm. and energy for them. And like, Mm -hmm. I think it's about like removing your ego from what you're doing. Like ultimately what you're doing is like not really about you. You're there to help other people. Like this is this, the feedback that you're getting from these doctors no one's there to fucking make you feel better, really. Mm-hmm. They're there to help you save people's lives and, like, make them healthier. And, like, in the same way, mm-hmm. if I can get notes on something that I wrote, that's going to make this piece that I'm working on better, which is, like, kind of something outside of myself. So I mm-hmm. kind of try to, like, take my ego out of the thing that I'm, like, mm-hmm. getting thoughts on. 
Yeah. Well, because also the worst thing that could happen is somebody is like, yeah, it's great. And then you're like, oh, you didn't care enough. Exactly. To put thought into it. Exactly. You know, I'll never yeah. forget. I was I played AYSO soccer one mm. year, one year. Mm. And then our team was so bad. We lost every single game. And I will never forget. We were doing drills and every other girl went to kick a ball and the coach gave them like a note. And I kicked a ball, completely missed the ball post, hit the goal. He didn't even have me do it again. He just said, good job, mm. Tess, and went to the back. And that's how I knew I was fucking hopeless at soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, I feel like, you know what? Mm-hmm. And even if it does happen, if you do end up crying, if you do get upset, yeah, it's not the end of the world. You are mm-hmm. by far not the first person who's ever done that and has moved no. on past it and, mm-hmm. you know, become a better person because of it. So mm-hmm. I think try to take the pressure off of just like thinking it might happen because, you know what, it might. Mm-hmm. And it pro- at some mm-hmm. point, of course it will. You're a human being. Yeah. And you are yeah. going to live through it and get over it. And you're not going to be, mm-hmm. like I said, the first person that they've seen that happen to. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's going to be okay. I mean, you're uh, you're going to crush it and just like... You're going to be fine. You're going to get through this. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I think, I'd be curious to know if this, (coughs) this kind of translates to learning you becoming a doctor and everything too. But like with stand-up, starting learning at first, it was like, okay, oh, you're so scared of like, quote unquote, failure because nobody's laughing at at these jokes. And then you do long enough and you get to a point where you're like, cool, that's a set. That set was really fun. But the parts of the set that remain interesting are the parts that didn't hit as hard because those have become these these tiny failures that only you know because the audience thought you did a great job because that's where the work still needs to happen and if you're in a career that you that doesn't have like a finite end which is most careers like you're going to be constantly becoming a better doctor a better you know whatever over a period of time you will hit a point where you are just looking for the tiny failures and you learn to embrace them because that's where you continue that's where the improvement and the growth lives you know and it just takes it just takes building up that place, but you will get to it. And it's very exciting when you do, because then you're like, oh, okay. And then that makes you feel fearless in so many other parts of your life at the same time too. You know, I mean, I, I feel like I can, I, I doing stand up has like made me so much more fearless, like able to speak my mind and like, just try all sorts of other stuff because of having gone through that with something that I do care about. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun to feel the way that like that lesson like translates to so many other parts of your life. I should say this also only all to me applies to someone who giving you this input that you actually Mm -hmm. respect on the opposite of it. Don't let someone who doesn't know what they're fucking talking about make you feel shitty. You know what I mean? Like they only take Mm -hmm. criticism from people whose criticism you actually want. And like, that's not going to be a luxury you always have. I'm sure you're going to have like, you know, Mm -hmm. doctors you're working for Mm -hmm. that are assholes, but like kind of keep that in mind too. Like if some, just know when someone is an asshole, like you said, it sounds like there's these hard asses that, Mm-hmm. That are just really hard on people and and really try to s- mm-hmm. separate that from who you are. As, exactly. Like separate that from who you are as a person. Like try not to ride that mm-hmm. roller coaster yeah. with them. And let it bond you with your other attendees. You know, I mean, like you're going to go through this with other people and it is really it's a beautiful thing to like learn to do this kind of stuff with people. I mean, it's like, we're all such a cl- good friends because we started comedy together and like, we've all seen each other like fail and bomb and triumph and like fucking crush it. And to like be able to cheer on the people around you going through that too. Like you are not alone in this 
and it like you you make very long lasting you know friendships through that kind of thing too and i think also if all else fails watch some shitty reality tv because i <laughs> whenever i watch like 90 day fiance or housewives i you know i'm like oh i'm fine i'm doing fine <laughs> like i'm not yeah. I'm not having a weird argument about this thing. I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's a silly remedy, but I like, whenever I feel like I'm like, Oh, I don't have my shit together. Or like, yeah, I am too emotional. I watch that. And I know it's, you know, half of it's fake, but it does make me be like, all right, you're fine. You're doing good. Just keep yeah. on going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. And you know, you could always print out a picture of your attendant and um, get a dartboard for your house. Classic and move. Yes. Yeah, just have some fun at the end of the day. Be like, I saved three lives and ping, ping, ping. There we go. <laughs> Get really good at darts and become a famous dartist. I don't know what Ooh. you call it. I don't oh know what God. you call that person. A dartist. This means, I want to get good a, at darts. Can we all get good at darts? Yeah. <gasps> that would be okay. such a good bar trick. What if we could just walk into towns and we could hustle people for dart money? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There were, I was like, in Vegas there was a there was a pool tournament happening and all these yep. guys all these people were walking around with their special pool cues in bags, <laughs> bags. And, which I thought were instruments and uh, mm-hmm. there was like oh no these guys are not carrying clarinets around um yeah but you look forward to that if you're a you know professional dartist you can yeah. probably have your mm-hmm. own little dart <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> But you've got well, this, that's... and congratulations on on this yeah, new you're exciting awesome. and scary, scary thing. Yeah, you know, everybody and should feel a little bit scared. If all fails, you have your kitties to go cuddle up to. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's lean into the scared whenever you can in like situations like this, where like the challenge is where you will continue to grow. Mm-hmm. You got this, girl. You well, got guys. this, everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was a fun mailbag episode, guys. It Heck was. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us and listening. Mm-hmm. Send us your lady problems. Send us your lady problem covers. Send us your thoughts. And um, we'll see you next time, everyone. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Three, two, three, six, six but 30. It's six but 30 somewhere. Okay, you crazy bitches. I've been listening for a while now, and I just listened to the Body Count episode And I cannot believe that a cool group of hip, young comedians did not know what a body count was. I am a 33-year-old mom, and I work in a law office, and I knew what a body count was. So just kind of surprised you guys didn't know what that was, but so glad that you know now. Um, Also, I think you should all be required to state your body count if you haven't already. Um, Mine's 17. Okay, bye. Hi, ladies. I'm calling in response to uh, one of the lady problems for the most recent episode that had Georgia in it. Um, This is a lady who had a problem about with a boyfriend who she knows loves her, but um, like he basically like refuses to say I love you. And I would just like to say that my, sometimes for men that is like a really hard thing to um, kind of like express themselves like that and my husband had the same issue and our therapist suggested we come up with a different way and so we came up with a touch and so if um he wants to tell me that he loves me but can't say it in his words he will just give me a little touch on my shoulder um and it's like on my left shoulder so it's near my heart 
And so it has like a very specific meaning for us and we came up with it together and um, it's just his way of letting me know that he loves me without actually having to say the word. So I thought I would just kind of give you that compromise because that's what relationships are about, right? Compromise. So um, good luck with everything. And ladies, love you. Love the podcast. And um, yeah, thanks. Bye. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy. And give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Listen, follow, and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget... You can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free plus bonus episodes by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.